Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week, we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today, we are discussing Chapter 15 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the Quidditch Final. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be Black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? Um, we are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a Black Hogwarts student. If you would like to submit, you can check out our website for guidelines, um, and feel free to hit us up if you have any questions. Um, or any ideas that you want to just run by us. Please submit. Love our blog, love Wither Team, have a few extra galleons lying around. Please consider donating to BGNO. We have a lot of dope things we want to do, but we need your help. Mostly, we need your help uh, with tech and, um, you know, Bionis speaking out of... making the site sustainable yeah, first. Yeah, the site needs to be sustainable like, and, you know... That, that's huge. That's our biggest, that's our first big goal. Um, and then when the site is more sustainable, we can then find more awesome things to do. <clears throat> or we have all the, we have the ideas for all the awesome things to do. We just can then do them. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> if you go to blackgirlsnerdout.com slash donate, you can find all of the ways that we take donations. And if you are a current patron, um, we are on Patreon, by the way. If you're a current patron, we have some cool stuff we're working on for you guys so yay right you better count down to goblet of fire yes things are changing yeah dun, dun, dun. okay <laughs> <laughs> um also subscribe to our newsletter every week we share nerd news and links to what's been going on so if you would like to be in the know um be sure to subscribe you can go to blackgirlsnerdout.com to do so follow us at We Black and Nerds, like us at Black Girls Nerd Out, and join our Facebook group, our Wizard Team Facebook group, where we talk about things without the pesky 140 character limit. Um, we have a pretty interesting spoiler thread going on um, about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Whenever we get new members, I will post a discussion question. Um, just to get the conversation going. And, you know, our current members are always quick with a pretty interesting and cool discussion section, discussion um, topics. So join us. Uh, the more people, the more we can nerd out about Harry Potter and the more fun we have. So, yay. Um, all right. So let's dive into Potter fandom news um, real quick. We're not like strictly timey-wimey, but like we're still recording this fairly early in the week. So if we miss anything, we might miss stuff. Um, and you can just check out our Twitter and stuff and we'll talk about if anything else happens in between when we recorded and when this episode goes out. Now, um, the one thing we do have is, so Pottermore is about to come out with these eBooks. Um, they're called Pottermore Presents. Um, and so they're um, including like information and like writing by uh, J.K. Rowling. Um, you can pre-order them now. If you go to Pottermore, it'll like 
they have like the information on where you can pre-order them. Um, but they come out in like September. I want to say the 6th was what they said. Um, so there's three of them mm-hmm. um, and they're all about Hogwarts. Um, so the names of the books. So there's one that's uh, short stories from Hogwarts of power, politics and pesty poltergeists. So, you know, the, um, the alliteration is real strong in these. Um, then there's Hogwarts and incomplete and unreliable guide. And then there's Hogwarts. Love that name. You said what? I love that name. Oh, yeah. In, in Complete yeah. and Unreliable Guide. Um, yeah. And then there's Hogwarts of Heroism, Hardship, and Dangerous Hobbies. Um, so as far, what it looks like, like the way that they're explaining it is that it's more or less just, they're just collections of like the stories, like the backstories um, and like the like original like pieces that she wrote like for Pottermore. Um, like, so they're already on the site. Um, but then they're going to include, and then they say that they're going to include, um, like stuff that's not on the site and really all that it says so far is that they're including one new story about Slughorn and one new story about McGonagall during the second wizarding war. Um, so (laughs) I, you know, if you want to spend money on lots of things that you can find online and two things that you can't go right ahead. Um, I'm feeling a little salty about it, so I'm probably not going to buy them. And when the information on those two things inevitably make it to the internet, I'll read it. And then we could talk about it on Wizard Team. Um, (laughs) It is very interesting because those are, that is really what we, I I think a lot of Potterheads were asking for. And what the change for Pottermore, we thought we were going to get. Yeah. Um, when they announced Pottermore, I personally, and I know that you kind of had a similar thought, thought it was going to be um, a digital version of the encyclopedia that she had been talking about possibly writing with all of her notes and things. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being more of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, this online community role RPG game. Um, so then when they decide, when they announced that they were going to overhaul Pottermore... Uh, we thought we were getting back to that, but did it? They kind of it's now turned into like a BuzzFeed type BuzzFeed of... slash commercials for Fantastic Beast and the Cursed Child. Yeah, um, so it's a lot of like just content marketing for the stuff that was coming out. Um, yeah, and I'm like, I'm curious because I did I did check Pottermore because I was a little worried. Um, I was like, shoot, did they take? Did they take down, like, the stuff, like, all the information off of Pottermore? Um, and they haven't. Um, I guess we'll see when the mm-hmm. ebooks come out whether they do. It reminds me of, like, um, The weekend's first album where it was really just, it was literally... It's three. Three. Uh, it was three uh, of his mixtapes that yeah. were free for a minute. They were free until <laughs> it was for sale all of a sudden. All three of them put together plus like three <laughs> new songs. And I was like, really? I'm going to pay for something that's already been accessible and that I can that I have for three new songs? No. Um, and so that's kind of <laughs> how I feel about this. Um, where it's like, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, and we've kind of been talked about it just like feeling used. <laughs> Where it's yeah. like they they're assuming and they're um like they know that the majority of us will buy those books because they're like on the off chance that there's more information that we don't know in them. Um for me I think I just think that like, like I think that part of it hold up because I'm sorry, let me just I think part of it is that like 
one, all of this, most of it will be, is already accessible and will hopefully still be accessible through the site. Um, and then two, it's two stories. And then given the other stories that she's written recently, I don't know how like much I trust to be like, to get it and then not feel like I wasted my money. Yeah. And I think one of the things about when you take, like when you say something about like the weekend, right? Um, where I feel like I was more apt to pay and support that is because, and yes, it's like something that I could have, I mean, that was available and that you made for free, but it's a, it's a matter of like showing monetary support because it was like his first album and you'd want for him to be able to make a second mm-hmm. album or just the way that the, the industry works so that he gets, you know, the numbers that he needs so that he can do the second thing um, or the next thing, right? So he can say, um, right. V.E. Schwab, at V.E. Schwab on Twitter, she's a writer. She wrote this, or she was going, um, doing this kind of like thought, she just kind of was like free thinking. I don't know what that thing is. It wasn't a Twitter rant, but it was a Twitter thought process about her fear of how sales will go down on her books and then that leads to them going out of print because a lot of times, and then you won't be able to find the books, they're not available. They, like, you don't see the story. Um, like you don't walk into Barnes and Noble and see that book that can just grab your eye. Like how many times have you just like gone into a bookstore, picked up a book, looked at the back cover and been like, oh, okay, I'll buy it, right? And mm-hmm. those sales help her be able to make her next book. Um, and so right. when like one book goes out of print, it significantly hinders what she's able and allowed to do mm-hmm. next. Um, JK Rowling doesn't have that problem. Like Harry Potter doesn't have that. It's an industry onto itself. I'm not by not supporting the nope. ebook. I'm not worried that like we won't get the next Fantastic Beast movie or, or that God forbid, like Robert Galbraith's <laughs> book won't get made. Huh? What'd you say? I said, or even just like that, she won't be able to eat or like live. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or that her dreams kind of die, right? Like she's at the point where like, she can just say, I want to do this thing and people will give her the money to do it. Or she has enough money that she can just do it herself. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like she can just be like, and maybe that's one thing. Maybe she's, it's a quick money-making scheme because she wants to do something else and she needs to raise capital for it or something. There are all of these different reasons why, but at least, like, explain that better because I know that with... Or just create new, all new content. Like, if you're going to make us pay for something, like... Yeah. Well, I was also, I was just thinking about, like, Quidditch Through the Ages and stuff like that, like... When I saw those books, I was like, ugh, they're really short. I'm not really going to ever read. Like, I really have never yeah. read Quidditch Through the Ages or Fantastic Beasts. Like, I have, I, they're cute. They're on my shelf. I bought them because they went to charity. They, they went to, the money went to support her charity. And because I wanted it to, mm-hmm. like, flush out my collection. Like, it was just one of those things where it was like, Tales of Beetle Same. the Bard, I read. Um, but... Like, Quidditch Through the Ages and Fantastic Beast, I bought one because it, like, w- looked good on my shelf next to all my Harry Potter books. And two, I guess I should f- flip that and say one 
the money went to a good cause and to like support this charity that she um, cared about. And then two, it looked mm-hmm. good on my shelf. But y'all know me. Priorities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so if the ebooks were going to Lumos Foundation or the HPA or, you know, like then maybe I would be more apt to purchase them. And I'm still not 100% like I'm not buying them. But I am like, I agree with you. Like, give us new content. Um, and I just also like I don't do really I. love ebooks, so I'm not always apt to like buy ebooks in general. I like paper, but I mean that's just a personal preference. But yeah, yeah, and like that's give us the same with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so that's like, and even if they are like you know like three ninety nine or. Nine ninety nine or whatever. They're not like a. It's not a big spend or a big ask. It's still kind of like you don't. Why? Right. Why? Why? You know, for the right. cool title. And it's like, <laughs> like you, could, you could do that, or you could. If you want to do some a series on Hogwarts, you can write Hogwarts a history. That's a big undertaking. That's like a large undertaking, I understand. Like, you don't necessarily have to do that. But I'm just saying, as an example, like, those are ways where you could, like, flesh out the world if that's what you still want to do. Um, and not seem like you're just trying to make us spend money on stuff that we could get for free. And that you're already providing for free, I think, is that's the thing. It's, like, not that we could get for free, like, oh, I could just find it wherever. It's, like, no, you have a site where you have all this information. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, too, um, it's important to think about, like, she just said, like, oh, I'm leaving Harry Potter or that Chris Child was the end of Harry Potter's story. And like I said um, last week, and I've been saying, like, I think that there's a way to leave Harry Potter mm-hmm. but not leave the world. And this might be her way of, like, doing that, doing more world building or, you know. Um, wading more into the world. But then the get of, well, you'll get an, you'll get an extra story about Slughorn and you'll get an extra story about McGonagall is like well then you're not leaving no. Harry's story behind um and it's McGonagall during the second are, wizarding you know, world like which is like literally second the, wizarding during world. the books like most of the time she was at Hogwarts teaching yeah so yeah and I think maybe that would be like how she protected the students while like, Snape was maybe headmaster or something. But also, like, do we but need that? Do we need it? I got all the stuff about McGonagall yeah. I wanted to learn. I don't know. From her like original thing. I mean, it's fine. I, I mean, you know, what I mean, if people will buy it, maybe there'll be some extra information that's really cool. Um, I'll find out about it when that happens, and it'll be great. Um, again, if you want to buy them, there are, you can go to Pottermore to pre-order them. Um, I think there's like, they have links for like all the places that you can do it. Um, but we should probably move on. Um, really quickly. Yeah. Um, so magical Um, birthdays. Next Monday. 
is none other than <laughs> Michael Jackson's birthday. Um, Michael, Michael Joseph, Joseph Jackson. Jackson. It's obviously not Harry Potter related, but where Bayana and Robin and Michael Jackson is always important and relevant to anything we're doing. And he's obviously magical, so... Let's sort Michael. Michael is a Ravenclaw like um, me. Really? I'm trying to think. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yep. I could see an argument for him being a Ravenclaw. I could also see one for him being a Hufflepuff. He's a mark. He was a marketing genius. Yeah. He was a musical genius. Like the things that people thought, you know, like oh, he doesn't show his kids' faces and they always wear masks when they're out Hell in public smart. with him were actually brilliant. Um, you needed a, a little bit of time, like distance to be like, oh yeah. Cause then they go to school without a mask on and yep. just live their normal ass lives. And now we see what's happened since they've been like in the spotlight and it hasn't been yeah. the best. Um, he like the prodigy. Yeah. I think, but I think misunderstood. Yeah. He was a Ravenclaw. Yep. Cause I was like, maybe Hufflepuff? What were you thinking, Hufflepuff? I don't really think he was that loyal, though. Because. Yeah, I don't think so. That's the one thing I had to think about. Yeah, but he he was also. But he was, like, accepting. Which is the other part. Like, it's not just just loyalty. So that's why I was kind of like, eh, but. I mean, yeah, he was a genius, so. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about, like, how. about him and Paul McCartney, which is my one of my favorite stories because oh, it's when totally he, something that I would do. How he bought a... Because Paul McCartney was like, hey, you know what you should really invest in? Mm-hmm. You need to invest in song rights. And then Michael was like, oh, Turned around okay. and bought the Beatles. <laughs> then I should All buy the Beatles. Beatles. <laughs> and then Paul McCartney was like, but bruh, that's my... Mm. When I said that, I didn't mean, but he was like, but you said to invest in song rights, and there's yep. no bigger catalog than, than the yours. Beatles. Yeah. So, I just took he your did, advice. He did do that. <laughs> Which, it's a little, that was that was a little Slytherin in him. It was a little Ravenclaw in I don't even think it was, I don't even think it was Slytherin. I think it was like, um, Hermione, like, well, did you think that your rabbit was gonna die? Let's, let's look at this logically. Let's look at this logically. <laughs> and you're just no, like, that's what I'm saying. I think time. it was like a, I think it was a little mix. Um, yeah. We should put up, we'll put up when this goes out, um, a poll and see which, what do you, who do you think, or what house yeah. do you think Michael Jackson would be sorted in? Actually, yeah, yeah, we'll do it Wednesday, just because. Actually, no, we'll do it on his birthday. That's his birthday. Let's do it on his birthday. Yeah. 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 So next Monday, look out for our poll that um, asks you to sort Michael Jackson. Um, All right. So now. Let's get into. Whoa. Sorry. (laughs) Time for the chapter recap. Um, Chapter 15 The The Quidditch Quidditch Final. Final. Um, So previously on Wizard Team. On Wizard Team. Ron is benched. Ron, Ron was like, you know what? I'm tired. I should have a seat. Actually, let me just take all of the seats. Let's take Snape's seat in particular. Yes, let me kick Snape. You can stand up. I'll take that. 
Ron was doing the most. He the absolute just, most. He he ended the chapter doing the most, and so we're gonna be like we're gonna be going right into it. Um, should we read that part and then just go straight in? Just the very um, end. Sure. Okay. Um, so Harry and Ron were going. They were leaving. Um, oh yeah. Also, Harry almost got caught by Snape, and he got the read of his life by Remus J. Lupin. Um, Remus took him to church. That's important. Yeah. Straight to church. Um, Hagrid prepped him up for him though. He set it up. Yeah. And then, and then, and then Remus like spiked it, which I think is a volleyball term. I don't know. I never played volleyball. It sounds right. That's what I was going for. Hagrid set him up. Yep. And Remus spiked the ball home. See, I'm. Which. Y'all. Sorry. Tangent. (laughs) But. Let me tell you, that USA French men's volleyball game, that was some shit. I was on the edge of my seat. Oh, I love volleyball. I love volleyball so much. I don't understand why it's not a bigger sport. It should always be on television. Also, um, condolences to uh, Carrie Walsh Jennings for not getting the gold and losing to Brazil. Okay, so back to Harry Potter. Um, so at the so at the end of like chapter fourteen, um, Harry and Ron are going back to um, Gryffindor Tower when they see Hermione. Um, no, um, oh, and so then they see Hermione walking towards them. One look at her, and then one look at her face convinced Harry that she had heard what had happened. His heart plummeted. Had she told McGonagall, "Come to have a good gloat," said Ron savagely. Um, or have you just been to tell on us? No, said Hermione. She was holding a letter in her hands and her lip was trembling. I just thought you ought to know. Hagrid lost his case. Buckbeak is going to be executed. Um, so at the beginning of chapter 15, um, Hermione passes them the, um, passes them the letter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Harry took it. The parchment was damp and enormous teardrops were smudged the ink so bad in places it was difficult to read. Um, so like shout out to the publishers of this and like the printers cause they really did put like tear marks on here. So that's cute. Um, they did a dear Hermione. Job. Um, yeah, they did. Dear Hermione, we lost. I'm, I'm allowed to bring him back to Hogwarts execution date to be fixed. Beaky has enjoyed London. I won't forget the way the, all the help you gave us Hagrid. Um, Beaky. PP didn't send it to Harry and Ron cause they didn't help. Right? But that's just me. He was like, they don't care. Nope. They're not interested. Nope. Them hoes ain't All loyal. they care about are broomsticks and rats. Um. So yeah, sorry. That's sad. I mean, we know Buckbeak's gonna get off, but still. It's still sad. Um, Buckbeak doesn't get off, but he does get away. Buckbeak sure. lives a serious black like type existence. Which is still until sad. until so later he comes do... back to Hogwarts and he gets to chill again as Wither Wings. True story. Um, so they can't do this, said Harry. They can't. Buckbeat isn't dangerous. <clears throat> Malfoy's dad frightened the committee into it, said Hermione, wiping her eyes. You know what he's like. They're a bunch of doddery old fools, and they were scared. There'll be an appeal, though there always is. I only I can't see any hope. Nothing will have changed. 
The wizard yeah. justice system is the worst. The wizard justice system, I have questions, but anyway. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, well, said Ron fiercely. You won't have to do it all alone this time, Hermione. I'll help. Oh, Ron. And then, so it takes a hippogriff being executed for him to get over himself. Just wanted to point that out. Well, it's just. Yes. He's 13. Okay, but I just feel like also. No, I agree. Um, so then Hermione flung her arms around Ron's neck and broke down completely. Ron, I'm really sorry about Scabber, she, so- she sobbed. Oh, well, he was old and he was a bit useless. You never know. Mom and dad, Mom and dad might get me an owl now. Boy, bye. <laughs> like, that's what, no tact. It, no tact. But also that's, that's what we've been saying. You've been giving her hell about Scabber. Exactly. And she starts and crying you're like, and you're like, well, maybe I'll get an owl. You, silver linings. Like, so you weren't mad. No. Or you weren't that pressed, I guess. It's, you weren't no. that pressed about it. Um, but I do want to point out, though, like, Hermione's reactions to this, it's it's pretty clear that... I think she's, she's very... Under a lot of stress. Yeah, I think she's very sensitive. And I think that... I don't think um, that she's overreacting to the news, but she is kind of, like... She's taking it harder than she normally would especially because she's such a logical thinker so she knows like and like inherently Hagrid probably wasn't the best in front of a committee like that and that the decks were stacked against him right because they know about Lucius um getting froggy they know about like the Malfoy's uh influence with the ministry Mm -hmm. she normally would be righteously angry, right? Like she yeah. had this righteous indignation, but mm-hmm. she wouldn't break down. Like the breakdown is because she is stressed AF. She like she has not any sleep. <laughs> none. She's like, and I actually yeah. was thinking about this because um, I talked. I I wrote a note like at a, later, but I've been. I was thinking like, so she has the time turner. Um, she can, it can go back, like, why couldn't she go back long enough to catch up on some sleep? But I guess she still has, she's still having long ass days. Yeah, I think that's what it is, is that it still doesn't, I don't think it, even if you do that, it doesn't make up for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, even if she sleeps, I mean, I guess so she, she could possibly back, so she sleep like while she's in class. It, that probably makes it really messy. Yeah. I think that makes the timeline really messy. And either way, she's still, like, she's still living more, or still, like, awake more hours than she's, like, way more hours than you're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so I just don't know whether it would catch up. I mean, somebody would have and to do the math on that. this is something that's actually, but... um, I, so I just got back from a doctor's appointment, and, like, I have check-ins with my doctor about my sleep, because my sleep is very touchy. Um, I'm either, I mean, I'm not a vampire like some of our listeners, you know who you mm-hmm. are. But I either, like, am not sleeping or oversleeping. And, like, it's very hard for me to, like, find that nice middle where I sleep and I feel, like, rested and I feel like I can, like, do things. Because if I, um, because I could, like, my, the way my body works, like, my brother always asks me because I don't have an internal clock. Like, I could literally sleep for, like, 12 hours because my body isn't, like, okay, you're done. Wake up now. Like, 
like if there's not, if nothing like wakes me up, I'm good. I can just keep sleeping, but then I'll be very very tired. You know, like that oversleeping mm-hmm. groggy feeling. Yeah. Um, so it's something that I have to actually like really pay attention to, and this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, they're magical, but they're still human, and like you need like you can be the baddest witch of your age, but you need your eight hours. And you need yeah, and I mean that, and then also it's like, it's not just that too. It's like, it's like in addition whole, to not getting enough sleep, she's expending too much energy, energy. and she doesn't like have time to recharge. So she's over, like, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, she's overworked. She's, um, she's tired. She probably doesn't have enough time to eat. She's like not sleeping. She doesn't have the support stressed. system. Both, she's both stressed, she but plus, Right. She's like both, she's stressed, but then also like, she's also just staying up because she's working. Um, and then probably when she has to go to sleep, she probably can't sleep that well because she's like thinking about the next thing she has to do. Um, thinking about the fight that yeah, her and then, are, and then all her friends. Right. And then her friends are being terrible friends. Um, and so there's no one to check in on her. Um, and she probably for the most part looks like she's, and this is like, this is chapter 15 and this is the first time she really looks like she's cracked, um, or is cracking. Um, and so it's been like almost an entire school year cause it's, I think it's almost like Easter or whatever. So it's like, it's been almost a whole school year where she's been doing this. Um, and that's the other thing we were talking about a couple chapters ago where it's like, you look like you are doing, and it's a thing I do all the time where it's like, I look like I'm okay. Cause I'm like, it has to get done. I'm going to do it. But like on the inside, I could be like freaking, you know, that mm-hmm. episode, you might not know this, but of SpongeBob where like I'm SpongeBob brain not. breaks down. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, so his brain breaks down and you, they like go into it and it's just a bunch of mini SpongeBob's running around and it's on fire. That's pretty much, that's probably Hermione right now. Or like this whole book, even though she seems like she's okay. There's an episode of Community where um, Troy walks in and someone is unconscious and everyone is freaking and are and and like there's a fire and he just starts freaking out and he's like, oh, my God, my brain. I don't know. And it, yeah, (laughs) that's a good one. So I can also like that. It's also a great gif. Community. Six seasons in a movie. Um, but, but yeah, so, um, back to the book. (laughs) Yeah. So basically that's what I was saying is like, she's, you know what I mean? Like you're under so much pressure that you're like freaking out internally, but like on the outside, you're trying to keep safe face. um, And even keeping it together together to do, but then having friends who know that that's what you do and that who can tell when you're like frazzled, even if you aren't completely presenting that way is important. But when they're worried about broomsticks and rats, then it doesn't really help, and then you have to kind of just deal with it on your own. And even on top of that, so there's like all there's just just so much stuff piling on Hermione right now. The yeah. the energy that you expand trying to present as if you're together, yeah. right? Because it's one thing to be like, I am not handling this well, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm tr- going about it right. Like mm-hmm. you look like like the way that she probably looks now, like oversleeped, overworked, hair everywhere, like, just unkempt. It's another thing to, like, have all of that in your head and then be trying to, um, present as if you're okay. Because that's stressful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's super stressful to be, to be like, no, I'm fine, everything's fine, don't, don't ask me any questions. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you just Who need to cry. Who are you telling? 
who are you telling? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, yo, I am Hermione so much that it kind of scares me sometimes. <laughs> and I just have that, like, that's a part of me. Um, I don't know if it's a Hermione thing, but it's definitely something that um, I'm always dealing with, so. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's universal. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure, to like an extent, it definitely is a thing that I feel like, especially in like our society in particular, like in the U.S. in particular, where like there's a high value on working and like always being productive and always doing something um, and not as much on rest. And so because of that, people have to kind of present as if they're cool with that (laughs) because that's the status quo and you got to like, still got to get to work and still got to get paid and all that kind of stuff. Um also, shout out so, to, yeah. I think it's um, Sweden or Norway, and they just approved, like, a six-hour work day, which is, like, I, I might like have that. to move there. Yeah. saying. Like. For real. Even though I also. I get to my sixth hour, and I'm like, why am I here? What, what's yeah. going on? Although, I what also, do I still like, have to do? <laughs> I'm still, tired. I also really like the four, <laughs> ten-hour days as well. Like work a little bit longer, but then get the one day off. So you have a three Mm -hmm. day weekend, but you work 10 hours. Um, But for me, the six hours is probably best because I work weird hours no matter what. I'm like, it'll balance out. (laughs) (laughs) I was on, I was on Twitter for four hours in the middle of my day, but then I was up at midnight trying to answer emails and shit. It's fine. (laughs) Because that's how my brain works. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes, sometimes my brain just up. shuts off. I used to be like that in school too. Okay, we're like getting on the oh, tangent. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> um I would when I was in school, I would like in high school when they would give us like projects to do, um, and like it was homework, but they would give us time in like in class to do it. And there were some days where I like couldn't work in class and I would just be like, I'm gonna I just can't, so there's no point in trying because I'm not gonna do it. It's just gonna be a waste of time. Um, and then I'd get home and I'd finish it and it'd be fine. But like, sometimes just knowing that that's how your brain works. Right. Like, um, this isn't happening right now. Okay. We'll try again. So the next day, um, Harry, Ron and Hermione, um, they talk to him or I don't know if it's the next day, but they like their next care of magical creatures lesson is the next is the only time they can talk to him because, um, after Sirius's recent break in, they like couldn't go in the evenings to visit him. Um, Hagrid seemed numb with the shock at the verdict, um, saw my fault, got all tongue-tied. They was all sitting there in black robes, and I kept dropping me notes and forgetting all the dates you told you looked up for me, Hermione. And then Lucius Malfoy stood up and said his bit, and the committee just did exactly what he told him. There's still the appeal, said Ron fiercely. Don't give up yet. We're working on it. Um, so they're going back to the castle. Up ahead, they can see Malfoy, who was talking to with Crabbe and Goyle, and kept looking back laughing. Um, it's no good, Ron. That committee is in Lucius Malfoy's pocket. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna make sure the rest of Beaky's time is the happiest he's ever had. I owe him that. Um, so Hagrid goes back to his cabin and he's crying. Um, look at him blubber. Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle are, um, you know, being horrible and making fun of Hagrid. Have you ever seen anything quite as pathetic, said Malfoy. I suppose he's, and he's supposed to be our teacher. Um, Harry and Ron both made furious moves toward Malfoy, but Hermione got there first. Smack! 
She had slapped Malfoy across the face with all the strength she could muster. Um, She's so black. That was my note. You know, She's that so was black. All, I, mine was just yes with an exclamation point. <laughs> like because that's and yeah, that, is like, that needed to not happen. Even Malfoy has needed a smack. He really for did. like for, but he's for also needed it for three years at the very least. Possibly more. At least three years. Probably more. But that wasn't even like 13 or I think she might be 14 now. Like year mm-hmm. old black. That was like old mama black. Like <laughs> all her ancestors converged in that hand. Them. It's just. Because you know how your, your parents always be like, oh, you keep talking that ish. But one day you go meet someone who ain't going, who ain't going to take that. Right. Like, mm-hmm. always, I don't know. Like if this ever, if it's just a Jordan, um, family thing but there was always this like okay you treat us like this or you get this attitude with us and we'll take it that's fine because you're the baby of the family or you're in a bad mood or we're gonna love you anyway but you fix your mouth to talk to somebody some stranger like that or (laughs) there's always this phantom stranger person who will smack you for your bad behavior. <laughs> and that is like... And that's who Hermione is. Who Hermione is to Draco. Okay, Draco, you can talk yeah. to Dobby like that, but watch out when you try to talk to somebody else who ain't Dobby. They're yeah. going to smack you. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah. Harry, Ron... Like, he, she even caught Crab and Goyle by surprise. They didn't do anything. Um, like, what? Don't, they were like, hold up. What just happened? Um, don't you dare call Hagrid pathetic. You foul. You evil. Hermione said Ron weakly, and he tried to grab her hand as she swung it back. Get off, Ron. She pulled out her wand. Malfoy stepped backward. So it's like he talk. It's just like it's consistent with who he is as a character, where he talks so much, um, but he's a coward. Like he's when such, at, when push yeah. comes to shove, when it's actually about to go down, he's not the one. He like runs away. he's he runs away every time. Um, Crab and Goyle looked at him for in- for instructions, thoroughly bewildered. Um, Come on, Malfoy muttered, and all of them. Uh, Disappeared to the dungeons. Hermione, Ron said again, sounding both stunned and impressed. Harry, you better beat him in the Quidditch final, Hermione said. You just better have because I can't stand it if Slytherin wins. Um, we're doing charms. We better go. So they hurry down to um, Professor Flitwick's classroom or up. Sorry. Um, they're late um, and they're practicing cheering charms. Harry and Ron notice that Hermione has disappeared. Um and they guess that maybe she went to the bathroom, but she doesn't turn up the entire lesson. Um, she could have done with the cheering charm on her too, said Ron as the class left for lunch, all grinning broadly. The cheering charms had left them with a feeling of great contentment. I want a cheering charm. I need that. Not right now, but just like in, in general. Yeah. I would like the option of having a cheering also, charm. Also, thinking about the cheering charm, like, could you use that for Patronus fuel? Or is that too well i don't difficult i mean that mixture of magic not i don't think i think it sounds more um what's it called it sounds less what's the word less complex you know what i mean no yeah it totally does but and it's also like it wears off quickly or whatever but i'm saying like in terms of connie's patronus fuel right like oh Mm -hmm. they renewed They brought back Firefly. We get season two of Firefly. Patronus fuel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those good mm-hmm. that those good memories. Um, kind of like Felix Felicis, where uh-huh. every, like, 
It's like, can you look, look, can you think back to that day that you had, that you took the potion and like that be your happy memory? And so then you are, it helps you conjure your Patronus. Um, probably. I think with the cheering charms though, we'd have to know like how you, like how they're conjured and not just how you felt, but not just how it feels, but like how, like with Patronus, it's very clear that you're like casting it. You have to have a good memory, like a happy memory as you cast it. Like if you just say the words, it doesn't work. Um, so I'm curious, like with the cheering charm, if you can just say the words or if you have to like think of something or if it's like a, you know no, what no, I mean? No, so no, it's no. like, what's the process okay, behind so I didn't explain it, myself and then that's, So when you oh, are, okay. when you're casting your Patronus, right, you have to think back to that happy memory. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, could you think back to when you had a cheering charm? Yes. I don't think so. Because it's not like it's a specific thing. It's, it's like cheering charms are artificial. That's, yeah, that's so it's what not I was like it's a specific, yeah, because I think this is a memory. I mean, obviously, I don't know, but just my thought is that because, like, with the Patronus, it's like it's a memory, so it's like a it's like a genuine feeling of happiness versus, versus an artificial feeling, like, uh, yeah, artificial or like, yeah, something that was put on you. Um, because also, I doubt you could conjure that feeling back up because it's a spell, yeah, like you could okay. think back on it, but it's like, yeah, um, okay, Hermione wasn't at lunch either. Um, by the time they finished, they were starting to get worried. You don't think Malfoy did something to her, Ron said anxiously, as they went to Gryffindor Tower. Um, but they, when they got to the Gryffindor common room, Hermione was sitting at a table fast asleep, her head resting on the open, on an open Arithmancy book. Um, they went and woke her awake, or woke her awake, (laughs) woke her up. Um, what, said Hermione, is it time to go? Which lesson have we got now? Divination, but it's not for another 20 minutes. Hermione, why didn't you come to Charms? What? Oh no, I forgot to go to charms. Um, so yeah, so like again, so she's just, it's, this is kind of the point where she's starting this, to crack because yeah. like not only is she emotional, but she's forgetting classes, she's forgetting things that she has to do. Um, I'm also curious, she can't, I guess, I suppose she can't go back now because now that they know yeah, that she didn't go, she can't go back. It's like some, it's like a time, time something. Well, yeah, because if she I did, if she, if she did go back, um, she might have changed. She would have changed, yeah. Like a if like they, effect. yeah, yeah. Versus, but then if she, then she still would have forgotten because if she had, if the only way she remembered is by them telling her, yeah. Um, so if she had gone, they wouldn't have told her, and then she wouldn't have done it. And then I love time travel. It's so awesome. <laughs> um, I need you to watch uh, so Star great. Trek Voyager because. You just did like what ninety percent of the crew does when they find themselves in a time event. But then <laughs> if we do this, and then that happened, but can you? And then Captain Janeway goes, "Who knows?" <laughs> and then <laughs> I love it. Um, anyway, um, Captain Janeway okay. is the best captain. Um, but so, how could you forget? Said Harry. You were just with us till we were right outside the classroom. I don't believe it, Hermione Weld. Was Professor Flitwick angry? Oh, it was Malfoy. I was thinking about him and I lost track of things. You know what, Hermione? I reckon you're cracking up. You're trying to do too much. Um, which is, you know, took him long okay. enough. Sorry, that was wrong. <laughs> um, no, I'm not, said Hermione. I just made a mistake. That's all. I better go and see Professor Flitwick and say sorry. I'll see you in divination. So, um, so then she hurries off to go talk to Flitwick. So I feel like McGonagall needs to, like, put a stop to it like 
or there should be. I think at this point like, in the a, a closer tracking of her ability to handle this, um, beyond just like her being like, "It's fine, I'm fine, I got it," right? Like, cause I feel like at this point, um, she obviously doesn't have it, but also. Well, I think that also who knows how she's. Like, you know, they've seen her her with all the books and stuff, but she hasn't looked like, I mean, you know, everyone looks slightly overwhelmed when they have like lots of work to do, but she had, this is only the first time where it seems like she's actually cracking. So it's been months where she's been handling it. And like, yeah, I agree. They should be monitoring it a little bit more. Like she should have some kind of like advisory, like meeting or like check in with like McGonagall probably of all the teachers, but like. I don't know, like maybe like sometimes it's easy to get around that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, but I don't. And to make it seem like this, you're... Is, I, this is the breaking point. Like I feel like after the Gryffindor win, Harry goes up to her and he's like, "You look really stressed. You don't seem like you're doing well." Um, Hagrid's noticed that she's like stressed and is coming down there crying mm-hmm. to him. She's lonely. Um, she there have been like asides when you wouldn't um in the in the past where you we see Hermione and she has her head buried in a book or she storms off or whatever and so mm-hmm. um we've seen like the raising of stress levels with Hermione and yeah she's still handling it but obviously she's like showing her exhaustion um and yeah, now she's sure. just like falling apart she's punched she's punching Malfoy she's missed sleeping through classes <laughs> like I feel like this is where it crumbles <clears throat> as opposed to like yeah oh, she is like doing well but showing signs of stress which I think is where mm-hmm. McGonagall or some sort of teacher should be able to like much better than like Harry or something like have you eaten or whatever like I feel like McGonagall should be like actively being like nope no, 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 no. Right. And I mean, like, it's probably, part, I mean, you know, I don't want to, like, yes, all of what you're saying is, like, true. Um, I think it's also probably a little, because it's so different, like, I don't know how many students, like, have done something like this before. Um, so I don't know whether they have, like, something, you know, like, something yeah. built in where, like, they have the support, like, or the capacity to support that, but they should. Yes, yeah. Um or, like, in her deciding that she wanted to take all those classes and in the beginning where, in the beginning of the book where she goes to talk to McGonagall on the first day, um, that should have been, like, part of the conversation is, like, you have to check in or, like, you know what I mean? Something like, like that. Like, regular check-ins um, or something, yeah. Yeah. Just to, like, even if it's not just, like, your schoolwork, but also just, like, how are you doing physically and, like, mentally and stuff. Yeah. Um, I agree. I don't think that it's... Um... I I don't know. Yeah, it's like they probably have just never dealt with it before, but it's interesting. Um, So she meets Um, him 20 minutes later at Professor Trelawney's classroom. I can't believe I missed cheering charms, and I bet they come up in our exams. Professor Flitwick Flitwick hinted that they might. Um, Together they climb the ladder into the dim, stifling tower, Um, and they are glowing on every little table as a crystal ball full of pearly white mist. Harry, Ron, and Hermione sit down together. Um, I thought we weren't starting crystal balls until next year. Um, and so... Term. Professor, Flit- or Professor Trelawney comes in and talks about um, deciding to introduce crystal balls a little earlier than planned and the fates had 
And she um, explains this by saying, the fates have informed me that your examination in June will concern, concern the orb, and I am anxious to give you sufficient practice. Hermione snorted. Well, honestly, the fates have informed her. Who sets the exam? She does. What an amazing prediction, she said, not troubling to keep her voice low. Harry and Ron choked back laughs. laughs. Hermione and McGonagall are kindred souls. Because like, no. like, this was, it was the same thing we were talking about at Christmas where it was like, yep. you saw, I saw myself <laughs> at the, at the hall. I was so surprised. Like, girl, you made a decision that you decided you wanted to be around people for Christmas. Right. Go get your ass down to the great hall, eat some food. Don't make a damn fuss about it. The you over here, the fates inform me that you're examining. Me. Do the fates write your exam or do you write them? That don't make no sense. Who writing the exam? Just, just be like, just be like, you know, I decided they're going to be on the exam, so might as well teach you about them. And they're going to have a large part, so you should be ready. Like, I just... Right. I just can't with <laughs> Trelawney. It's um, like, it's like, come on. Um, but also, it's also hilarious. Hermione, at this point, is like, is just over everything. Like, just, it's like, this is the same Hermione that slapped Malfoy. It's like, right. she's just like, she's not... through. She's like over it. She's like, I've, I've been missing sleep and like doing hella work, like all this stuff for this, I for this class. Like Hermione's thought bubble. So like what she says is, honestly, who sets the exam? She does. But her thought bubble is, I ain't got mm-hmm. time for this bullshit, tree Exactly. <laughs> like, Just teach us about the damn orbs. Let's go. Like stop. Ain't nobody need all the theatrics. Mm-hmm. Um, so crystal gazing is a particularly refined art she says dreamily I do not expect any of you to see when you first peer into the orb's infinite depths we shall start by practicing relaxing the conscious mind and external eyes so basically they just start staring at the ball like mm-hmm. more or less um, this is and trying to like drifting, clear their mind drifting across Harry's mind <laughs> Right. And like, I will say that was one thing I was gonna say. I will say Harry, like in general, that's like one of his traits. He's not good at emptying his mind. No. That's why he's bad at occlumency. <laughs> um, but it is stupid. Yeah. And I also think that that's also true of Hermione, especially at this point when she's got so mm-hmm. much in her mind that she's. Right. And so much to think about. Like, um, yeah. Ron, it seems, is like decent at emptying his mind. But when his mind empties, giggles come. He just starts giggling randomly. <laughs> He's just like, I like, I feel like he probably, they're like, did you smoke something before you came to divination? Why are you over here laughing for no goddamn reason? I mean, reason? there's incest and shit all up in that room, so he's probably just getting high by association. <laughs> he's just on the side, like, he's getting a contact high. From all he's of like, the, what is happening here? The essences. All the fumes. Um, yep. The Trying to incest. clear his inner eye and the super conscious. No, yeah. Um, seen anything yet harry asked yeah there's a burn on this table said ron someone spilt their candle <laughs> like they are just <laughs> basically Not this is like it. okay so there is um i went to a comedy show and the guy was talking about yoga and like when you can't do the pose like they tell you to get in child's pose and you just like or like at the end of the yoga class you know you get in child's pose for like however long and inevitably right. someone in class falls asleep like, yep. that's what's happening. This is the child's yeah. pose of divination. Um, <laughs> so, this is such a waste of time, Hermione hissed. I could be practicing something useful. I could be catching up on cheering charms. So, Professor Trelawney comes over um, 
And she's asking if anyone needs help with interpreting um, the contents of their shadow or the shadowy portents of their orbs. Um, Ron has a, it's obvious what this means. There's going to be a lot of fog tonight. Harry and Hermione burst out laughing. Like, I really think that they might be high. They had some brownies. <laughs> like, they, they're just not, maybe that's, it's like when they clear their I mind. I mean, Hermione is like sleep deprived. Yeah. So everything's funny when you're sleep deprived. True. It's either funny or like really sad. It's like one or the other. There's no middle ground. She's laughing um, or crying and then, or punching people in the yeah. face. But that's also like when we, um, so, or when we record and like the later it gets, the more out of control Loopier we, we get. get. Yeah, it's true. Like, that's what's happening right now, and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But they're disturbing the clairvoyant vibrations. Um, so she comes over to peer into their crystal ball. Harry felt his heart sinking. He knew he was sure he knew it was coming. Um, so you know, my dear, it's here, plainer than ever before. My dear, stalking towards you, growing ever closer. The gr- oh, for goodness' sake, not the ridiculous Grim again. Um, which is like, thank you, Hermione. Because at this point, it's getting old. Like, whether she thinks she sees it or not, it's also the way that she says it. Like, mm-hmm. plainer than ever before, stalking towards you, growing ever closer. Like, girl, can you chill a little bit? Much. Um, it's a bit then much. She, um, so, Professor so then Tr- Trelawney looks at Hermione um, with unmistakable anger. I am sorry to say that from the moment you have arrived in this class, my dear, it has been apparent that you do not have what the noble art of divination requires. Indeed, I don't remember ever meeting a student whose mind was so hopelessly mundane. Um, which, can we just point out the fact that she is a teacher in a school? I was, I, we haven't said that damn. in a while. <laughs> like, I mean, that was that's what you said? I, that was my note was, it was damn, that was unnecessary. <laughs> like, right. Like, we haven't said it in a while, but this is a school. This is a school. And, like, there's a dip. Like, you don't, like, I mean, you know, obviously it's coming from the people who, like, Dumbledore just hired on a whim, so it makes sense. Um, but. Right, because they don't go to, it's like. It's just, like. I mean, Remus is a good teacher, right? But there's no, like, teacher classes, like, the college that they have to go to, like. Right. So even in, they don't have to get credentials. In America, as fucked as our education system is, and as shitty as our teachers get paid, they go through so much schooling. And it's mm-hmm. not just can you teach the subject, it's can you teach children? Can you talk to yeah. children? Can you handle children being children? Can yep. you handle the stress of wanting to strangle a little motherfucker, but not doing <laughs> that? Right. Exactly. I have a, um, cousin who works in a school and she's like, all of the training and all the stuff that you have to go through to work with kids at a school and like learn how to like, um, not only just like diffuse situations, but also to like keep your cool and stuff like that. And she's like, it's amazing. Like how much training teachers go through as opposed to like, cause this is, I, we were talking after, um, one of the police incidents where he slammed that little girl on the ground at the pool party and like Mm -hmm. how like they could do that. But like teachers like literally spend so much time with children and like you don't hear about them body slamming children, (laughs) which is amazing. Can we give it up? Like just have a moment of like, (laughs) 
appreciation for the lack of body slamming that happens in our schools. Have you met these kids? They're terrible. <laughs> I mean, especially, I mean, this age is also the middle school age, but yeah, like Hermione. Yeah, they definitely need please, but also you're. She, I mean, like Hermione. That's the thing. Like Hermione definitely <laughs> should have gotten like some kind of reprimand for talking back, like a side um, eye. or like or being disrespectful. Yeah, or like a thank you, Hermione. Like, can you do your work now? <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Like something, but not immediately telling her that she is like inept. But not only like, like what kind inept, of teacher does that. Like your but mind mundane. is hopelessly mundane. Ho- hopelessly, which means right. there is no hope of you ever doing any. Like you are so boring. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's just like you can't tell. You can't talk to kids like that. No. <laughs> At all. No matter what. Period. So Hermione says, unless you are a kid, unless you're their age, that's the only time when it's like. Okay, and in that case, that's just the petty, and that's like yeah, which a is good like burn, it's not but... acceptable, but it's understandable. Like, I don't know, because I have been goaded by a four-year-old before, so I can't really, <laughs> <laughs> I can't really. She didn't tell her much. her mind was hopelessly mundane. No, I haven't, so. but I have told. But her I mean, like, her mind is the opposite her, of mundane. Her mind is too much. She got too much. Too she much. got too much happening. I'm like, Little too girl, many clairvoyant to vibrations. <laughs> Too much, too many vibrations in there. Um, too many. But yeah, like there's a difference between, um, or I guess it's just like the thing is like if you can be if you can allow yourself to be goaded by a thirteen year old, then you shouldn't be teaching thirteen year olds, right? Like, nope. Um, so Hermione yells, "Fine!" Getting up and cramming, unfogging the future back into your bag. Fine, she repeated, swinging the bag over her shoulder and almost knocking Ron off his chair. I give up. I'm leaving. And then, to the whole class's amazement, she strode over to the trap door, kicked it open with like a bitch please. Like a, like Mm -hmm. a. She's like, I'm over it. (laughs) She kicked the door open and climbed down the ladder out of sight. Um, Whew. Then Lavender suddenly making everyone say, ooh, Professor Trelawney, I just remembered. You saw her leaving, didn't you? Didn't you, Professor? Around Easter, one of our number will leave us forever. You said it ages ago, Professor. Shut up. Just shut up. You know what, though? I think, like, I didn't recognize, but now I do, that when Ron and Lavender get together later, I'm like, ugh. And this is why. Like, lavender and Privardi in divination is why I'm like, ugh. I don't know <laughs> lavender. Yeah. I remember when lavender started giggling around him, I was like, uh, really? Right? Damn. She's so irritating. <laughs> she was irritated before that. Right. Um, um that's why, though. Yeah. And then, and then Trelawney, yes, my dear, I did indeed know that Miss Granger would be leaving us. One hopes, however, that one might have mistaken the signs. The inner eye can be a burden, you know. No. No, we don't know. You don't no. know. No. You for sure don't know. No. I think um, it's interesting that she, the way that, I mean, this Trelawney is obviously like a fraud, um, but the way that she interprets or explains the inner eye to her students, I'm putting air quotes, not that you guys can see this, mm-hmm. um, 
is that like everything is kind of set in stone, right? Because what she says, like, yeah, she says the um, one hopes that they might have been they might have mistaken the signs. The inner eye can be a burden, where it's like, well, things change, and therefore, mm-hmm. you know, one hopes that circumstances change, and that no longer applies or whatever. That, and if you hadn't said what you said the page before, she wouldn't have left. Right. So she probably was like, it's close to Easter. (laughs) Checking her watch like, oh, somebody got to leave us forever. Time to Hermione Granger. They storm out, I guess. Mm -hmm. She probably got, (laughs) okay, let's not get into that theory. But um, anyway, that's what I'll just say right now. Hermione's my MVP. (laughs) Someday Hermione's having a Ron Butter to Harry looking odd. Yeah. Harry glances to the crystal ball but saw nothing but swirling white mist. Had Professor Trelawney really saw the Grimmigan? Seen the Grimmigan? Would he? The last thing he needed was another near-fatal accident with the Quidditch final drawing even nearer. Boy. You don't need a near-fatal accident. I don't want to die. I gotta be in the Quidditch final. Full stop. (laughs) The last thing you need is a near-fatal accident. Period. In Period. A sentence. God, one guy, one got the priorities. Like, what? He's been hanging around. He's been having too many Quidditch practices. He's been hanging around way, way too much. He, he pulled Kanye. I'm gonna let you finish. But if we could have this near fatal accident after the Quidditch final, after the Quidditch final, that'd be great. <laughs> Where he should have been like, oh, I can't. No, thank you. Can we just not have it <laughs> thank at all? You. Can we just not? Um, so the Easter holidays were not exactly relaxing. The third years never had so much homework. Neville Longbottom seemed close to a nervous collapse, and he wasn't the only one. Um, Seamus Finnegan roared in the common room one afternoon. The exams are ages away. What are they playing at? But nobody had as much to do as Hermione. Even without divination, she was taking more subjects than anybody else. She was usually last to leave the common room at night, first to arrive the library in the library the next morning and she had shadows like lupins under her eyes and seemed constantly close to tears yeah hermione needs a break hermione needs some chocolate she needs a real holiday she also needs chocolate she should go see lupin about that um um so ron took responsibility for buckbeak's appeal um and then uh, Harry was trying to fit his homework around Quidditch practice, not to mention endless discussions of tactics with Wood, um, who keeps, like, shouting instructions at him because Slytherin was in the lead by 200 points, which meant they need to win the cup by more than 200, or they needed to win the match by more than 200 to win the cup, um, which meant that the burden mostly fell on Harry, who's capturing the snitch, you know, one wins 150 points. So he must catch it. Only if we're more than 50 points up, Wood told Harry constantly. Only if we're more than 50 points up, Harry. Or we win the match but lose the cup. You've got that, haven't you? You must catch the snitch. Only if we're... (laughs) I know! (laughs) Like, Wood. You gotta chill. You You gotta gotta chill. I know how to count. You have to. Oh my gosh. Um, So yeah, so all of Gryffindor House was obsessed with winning. Um, They hadn't won the Quidditch Cup since the legendary Charlie Weasley had been seeker. Um, yeah, Robin's boo, but also, wasn't that only, like, three or four years ago? But that's still a long time if you, if you think about Hogwarts only being seven years. Um, there's a, 
large chunk yeah, that true. haven't ever seen them win the Quidditch Cup. So anyone... But Wood is at least one a Quidditch World Cup in his Probably his second year. Cup in right? his lifetime. This is his sixth year? This is his seventh year. So like four years ago, like his third year. This is his seventh year. Well, no, no, no. His fourth year. His fourth year. He would have won because he was a fifth year back um, when Harry first started. Yeah. And Charlie graduated the year before Harry and them started. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so Wood, his fourth year. For Wood, he's not happy unless they win every year. I mean, he doesn't have any... You said so what? Three years is a long time for Wood. He's yeah. dying. True. He's dying. He's like, I'll never get this chance again. I mean... Yeah. He, there was probably some ritual that Charlie Weasley did to Wood to, like, pass down with the, like, the Marauders to the... Um, <laughs> Quidditch to cup. Davy Gudgeon, and so he's like, I can't become Quidditch's Davy Gudgeon. <laughs> um, they had a whole like. I'm sure they do like uh, as outgoing captain. To, well, I guess they don't know who captain is until McGonagall tells them the year before they the start of the year. Oh, that's true. Just let me have this hand okay. cannon. It's yours. But let's just talk about. Um. Um, how my boo Charlie was legend is a legendary seeker. He's a legendary seeker. He works with dragons. He is a muggle model on the side. Like he's doing all the things. He's not a muggle. He model is a muggle side, model on the side. We saw his picture everywhere in London. We just saw a random redhead no. with a beard. He was gruff. It was Charlie. Let me have my head cannon. Okay. I mean, okay. He's a muggle model in his spare time. Um, Great. So, so, um, so as it gets closer to the game, um, like the tension in Hogwarts is running really high. Lots of small fights breaking out in corridors. Um, one that culminated in a nasty incident where a Gryffindor fourth year and a Slytherin sixth year ended up in the hospital wing with leaks sprouting out of their ears, um, is which is strange. Um, Harry had a particular bad, particularly bad time. The Slytherins kept trying to like hurt him because, you know, he's the most important player at this point. Um, but only if they're up by more than 50 points. I know Oliver. Um, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Wood had given instructions that Harry be accompanied everywhere in case the Slytherins tried anything. Um, so the entire Gryffindor house, which is like over a hundred people decided that they were just going to take that up take up that mantle every single one of them and so harry like was late to almost everything because um got a crowd around him. he was surrounded by hundreds of people <laughs> trying to protect him um harry was more concerned about his firebolt so when he wasn't flying it he locked it securely in his trunk and frequently dashed up to gryffindor tower um at break to check that it was still there i feel like um, this and is then one of those as, things like so i went to a big 10 college and we were like crazy about or basketball not we sucked at football but basketball Mm -hmm. and so there was like all of this stuff if you were really into basketball like when um iu would play perdon't or a rival school or like the ac big acc big 10 challenge would happen there's all these things right we had one event um which was a bicycle race called little 500 which um there's a movie made about it spirited away not spirited away 
Breaking Away, you can go watch that movie about our bike race. Um, that was like inter school comp- competition, right? So it was usually like mm-hmm. um, all of the fraternities and sororities had teams. And there was actually like, uh, like, violations because they would like do like some shady recruiting to get people to like let people in there for like let a really good bicyclist on their house like into their house so they could race for them um and then there are <laughs> there were like these different clubs that would have teams and um one of the teams which is from this movie the cutters um was like the it started out as like the small like independent team and then they won Little 500, and then they, like, had this movie made about it and all this stuff. Um, and so you could see, like, a little bit of that at school, like, when Little 500 was coming up, because it was, like, all of a sudden it wasn't um, us against them, which is, like, IU, like, our whole entire university against was... another university. It was, like, mm-hmm. um, these guys against these guys, and we all went to school together, but it was still very much like, I didn't ride on a bicycle squad, so I didn't care, right? So I was like, I don't right. care. Um, but, and I didn't have like an affiliation to any of the teams because I just was like, I don't, I don't care about bicycles. Um, and I would mm-hmm. go to the race or whatever, but it wasn't like a big deal. But like, if you are a Gryffindor or a Ravenclaw or, or a Gryffindor or a Slytherin and, um, then you inherently care, right? Because it's, like, your house. Yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. like that is, like, very... It's, and everyone is stressed out about exams. Every Like, everyone's, like, overworked or whatever. And so there's just a full lack of chill permeating this castle. Absolutely. And I feel like... That cannot happen. Like... Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you're there to learn. So if you were missing class right before finals or right before exams because you got le- legions sprouting out of your whatever, what happened? There were leaky, leaky, leaky sprouts. sprouts. Leaks. Like, no, leaks sprouting out of your like, ears. Leaks. No. <laughs> and you know <laughs> Poppy is not having it. She's just, can y'all do something? Like, get out of my hospital. You just got yeah. to deal with them leaks right now in your ears because he's stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have time for this. Like, I just... Yeah, it, pretty it's much. It's so weird to me that, like, this is allowed to... happen. I mean, I don't know. I think I think it... It's, it's like, intense, but I also think that, like, when it comes to sports, it it's like that. Well, no, so. yeah, it totally is, which is why I'm, like... Normally, or in my opinion, um, or from what I know, like, normally it's like the whole school comes together with sports, right? You're all under this mm-hmm. one banner. Um, but there is, like, even to, like, it seems like even at this point, someone who does not care about Quidditch is, like, being affected by the Quidditch mania, like, I just want to keep my head down. Like, Ravenclaws and Hufflepuff should just be, like, able to walk to class without duels happening. I'm... Um, yeah. That's true. Yeah. 
not wrong. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, as they get closer, every, like the night before the match, everyone is kind of just, nobody's doing anything. They're just super nervous. Even Hermione put her books down um, because she couldn't concentrate. Um, so they all just kind of mill around, mill about the common room until Wood tells them all, tells the team to go to bed. Um, so Harry did not have a good night's sleep. He um, had, you know, he's nervous. So he's having dreams about being late to the match and then, all the Slytherins coming to the match on dragons. And the Slytherins being um, on dragons. Slytherin, sorry, the Slytherins being on dragons. Um, so then, so he wakes up um, and he goes to the window to get some water. Um, he looks out to the grounds. It was still and quiet. No breath of wind disturbed the treetops. Um, the Whomping Willow was motionless and innocent looking. Looked as though the conditions for the match would be perfect. Um... Harry set the goblet down and was about to turn back to his bed when something caught his eye. An animal of some kind was prowling across the silvery lawn. Um, Harry dashed to the bedside table, snatched up his glasses and put them on, then hurried back to the window. It couldn't be the Grimm. Not now. Not right before the match. Um, he saw that it wasn't the Grimm at all. It was a cat. Um, it was only Crookshanks. Or was it only Crookshanks? Um, he squinted down and then it emerged a gigantic shaggy black dog moving stealthily across the lawn, Crookshanks trotting at its side. Harry stared. What did this mean? If Crookshanks could see the dog as well, how could it be an omen of Harry's death? Spoiler, it's not. (laughs) But also, that's um, pretty much how. (laughs) As you would think someone like who owned a pet would be like, where's my cat? Like, it's, like, nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> Crookshanks just be walking around. Crookshanks be... I mean, at this point, it's, like, the middle of the night, so, um... Maybe I'm he tried how, to get let out. Crookshanks must have all the... Must have all the passwords. How does Crookshanks get in and out of Gryffindor Tower is the question. Right? Like, how is he getting out? How is... How is mm-hmm. Hermione not, like, running around back the corner? Like, where is Crookshanks? We were in bed. Well, I think at this gone. point, she ain't got time to be worried she about really Crookshanks. Doesn't. That's he turns thing. up, like, he turns up, and he's safe, so I think she's not, <laughs> she ain't got time to be worrying about that at this point, as much as she loves him, like, yeah. um, she gotta get her hours of sleep in. Yeah. Um, so Harry tries to wake Ron, wake Ron, sorry, um, but Ron is like, why, and he falls asleep. The Crookshanks and the dog had vanished, um. And Ron fell back asleep because he's not about that life. <laughs> um, the next morning, uh, Harry and the rest of the Gryffindor team enter the Great Hall um, to enormous applause. Both the Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff's table were also applauding them. So they they got no um, friends because they cheating. No. <laughs> well, I think for this particularly, they've been winning the past, like, whatever, X number of... Um, World Cups, so I think, or World Cups, no, of like the Quidditch Cups. So I think also Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff just want Someone else them to, to like their streak to be, yeah, you know, what I mean? they want to like. But I also think streak. like so I feel like if Ravenclaw, I mean, if Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff was on was against Slytherin, like, well, I guess Gryffindor would always root against Slytherin. Yeah. So never mind, because <laughs> they don't have any chill. But I no, um, what I'm thinking is like, if. They wouldn't have been like, oh, Draco's arm is hurt. So then the Hufflepuffs had to play before they were ready. Um, yep. I mean, yeah, they screwed up everyone. Durin, pretending, pretending to be, to be Dementors, Dementors at the, the Ravenclaw <laughs> game. Like, 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they just they have been so dirty for no reason. Yeah. That they just everyone is like, yeah, y'all gotta y'all gotta cut. You need to cut it. Fuck them. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that dance is. I was um, cutting it. Was, so they had okay. <laughs> okay, so they um had their breakfast and then went back to the field or went out to the field. None of them spoke as they changed into their robes. Harry wondered if they were feeling like he was, although he had eaten something extremely wriggly for breakfast. Um, after their dress, they walked onto the field to a tidal wave of noise. Three quarters of the crowd were wearing scarlet rosettes, waving scarlet flags with the Gryffindor lion upon them, or brandishing banners with slogans like, Go Gryffindor and Lions for the Cup. Um, no, too bad we don't have the Luna uh, hat yet. Um, two hundred um, <clears throat> behind the goalpost. Oh yeah, two hundred people were wearing green. Um, behind the Slytherin goalpost. But so, do people come in for the Quidditch game matches? Like, I know that like in the movies, and um, I assume this is probably true in general. Like, Cedric's dad comes for the Triwizard Tournament, but like, um, and in the movies, like the uh, Lucius comes to, to like the, one the of the matches, matches right? So do people, yeah. like, because this is where we get into the numbers of people at Hogwarts and, like, I don't... Yeah, and then it's, like, if there are 800 students in Hogwarts, that's... There's 200... I don't know, the math doesn't totally add up all this. I mean, if there's 800 students at Hogwarts, and 200 for Slytherin makes sense, but... Oh, well, yeah, that's that what I'm saying. Still, it's also, like, that's very convenient. Like, or mm-hmm. equally, like, that it would specific yeah. number yeah and i mean 200 could be like a ballpark i think it is like he's looking around or like, a, like eyeballing 200 yeah students. but i was just wondering like 200 yeah. people um it seems like a large number because I, I also just don't really buy that there's 800 students at, neither um, do so. i um but yeah i am curious like how i mean i don't want to say invested but like just like into Quidditch people, some people are, or like if parents just want to come see their kid play or something. Like, I mean, they're because it's like it's like um, Texas football, right? So people like they shut down restaurants and things to go to the high school mm-hmm. game, like in, in small towns in Texas, or um, yeah, they say they do the same thing in Indiana basketball. Like if it's a homecoming game, I went to Dubois, Indiana, for their high school homecoming game because I could. <laughs> I had a friend from there. She was going back for homecoming, and I was like, oh, I got to see this, because I'm an anthropologist. <laughs> Just wanted to know. Okay. Um, but, yeah, like, we went down there, and we were going to grab some dinner, and the guy was like, hey, we're closing down, because the game's about to start. And I was like, oh, you're closing down the diner right. to go to the high school game. <laughs> All right, <laughs> then. So, yeah, it could be, like, probably... The people that live in Hogsmeade come over. Yeah, maybe. And then I was also just thinking parents, because, yeah. like, you know, it's only... The games are on Saturdays. You just six games a year or something. Yeah, and it's... Yeah, you don't have to miss work. You just slide through. Um, operate to Hogsmeade. And here are the Gryffindors, yelled Lee Jordan. Potter, Bell, Johnson, Spinnet, Weasley, Weasley, and Wood. Widely acknowledged as the best team Hogwarts has seen in a good few years. And here comes the Slytherin team, led by Captain Captain Flint. He's made some changes in the lineup and seems to be going for size rather than Boom, skill. Roasted. Um, 
Yeah, I love how biased Lee is. I know we've talked about it, but yeah. I love it. But um, um, Harry sees um, there are more booze from Slytherin because, you know, he was biased. But Harry's like, he's got yeah. a point. Malfoy was easily the smallest person on the Slytherin team. The rest of them were enormous. So they're all probably like mm-hmm. six or seven years, right? Because size. Maybe fifth years. Yeah. Yeah. But also, yeah, because of size. Um, so the game starts, um, and it's Gryffindor in possession. Alicia Spinnett of Gryffindor with the quaffle heading straight for the Slytherin goalposts. Looking good, Alicia. Arg, no. Um, Arg, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Quaffle intercepted by Warrington. Warrington of Slytherin, um, tearing up the field. Wham. Nice bludger work from George Weasley. Warrington drops the quaffle. It's caught by Johnson. Gryffindor back in possession. Come on, Angelina. Nice swerve from Montague. Duck Angelina. Angelina, that's a bludger. She scores 10-0 to Gryffindor. Um, um, Angelina's like, uh, what's it called? Celebrating. Um, but then she gets nearly thrown from her broom as Marcus Flint went smashing into her. Um, sorry, sorry he said as the crowd below be- booed. booed. <laughs> sorry, didn't see her. Um, um, a moment later. A moment later. Go ahead. A moment a moment ahead. later, yeah. Fred Weasley ch- chucked his beater's club at the back of Flint's head. Flint's nose smashed into the <laughs> handle of his broom. That will do, shrieked Madam Hooch, zooming between them. Penalty shot to Gryffindor for an unprovoked attack on their chaser. Penalty shot to Slytherin for a deliberate damage to their chaser. Um, come off it, miss, howled Fred, which I love how he's, like, yelling at her, <laughs> but still, like, has a presence of mind to call her miss. Um, right. Do they have really the quickly also charm so everyone can hear them because that seems dangerous. Or are we just hearing like what? Harry's perspective? Um, Madam Hooch or I, maybe Madam Hooch yeah. does. I would think Madam Hooch probably does because she so the crowd can hear her. Um... Yeah, I don't think the rest of them need it. Yeah, um, but I was just the one thing I was gonna say though is that you see how closely she and this is like came to me she's real she's monitoring this monitoring this game real closely <laughs> compared to that time there was a rogue bludger running around pink. following only one person she on the field that at all no she, no way she no. saw that uh, <laughs> but okay way to bring up old stuff Bayana. Petty i guess Potter. i love it um come on alicia yelled lee she yes she's beaten the keeper 20-0 to gryffindor um, so he's not even trying to be objective. That that's the objective. Word no. <laughs> um, yeah. Harry turned the firebolt sharply to watch Flint, uh, still bleeding freely, fly forward to take the penalty. Wood, however, Wood was hovering in front of the Gryffindor goalpost. His jaws clenched. Of course, Wood's a superb keeper. Lee Jordan told the crowd. Superb. Very difficult to pass. Very difficult indeed. Yes, I don't believe it. He saved it. Um, I'm like, again, as as like as entertaining as he is, and how, as much as I love it, it, I think it's really weird they let him commentate Gryffindor games. Yeah, like there should be. I appreciate it, but I feel like they should have a backup. <laughs> um, so this is a, um, a little aside to like basketball. Um, so my parents 
or my brother and my dad both, they get like the league pass so you can see every single NBA game. It's amazing. I wish I had the cash to do mm-hmm. I don't have the way my funds work. I'm not, I'm not at that level yet. Um, but you can mm-hmm. watch games from like the home team perspective. Like, so like, right. For example, we're in the Bay area. Like when the Warriors are on like, abc or whatever i can only watch the game or i can watch the game like on like the national thing or i can watch the local channel of the game and the person calling the local channel like only or always calls the warriors home games right so i used to love to watch um boston celtic home games because the guy that called them was such a homer like he was like that disgusting <laughs> foul. Like, he was a total Lee Jordan. <laughs> and I loved it. Even though I hate the Celtics, it was just really funny to, like, hear him, like, be so obviously biased for right the crappy-ass Celtics. But anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, and then we, yeah, and then we see for um, Gryffindor. Lee, uh, Gryffindor in possession, no Slytherin in possession, no Gryffindor back in possession, and it's Katie Bell. Katie Bell for Gryffindor with the quaffle. She's streaking up the field. That was deliberate. Um, Montague had swerved in front of Katie and instead of seizing the quaffle, had grabbed her head. Right. What? Um, what? Katie had cartwheeled in the air, managing to stay, off, stay on her broom, but dropped the quaffle. How do you grab someone's head? I don't know. That's just ridiculous. That don't make no sense. That's terrible. Um, so, a minute later, Katie put another penalty post, um, a, another penalty past the Slytherin keeper. 30-0. Take that, you dirty, cheating. Jordan, if you can't comment, Tate, in an unbiased way, I'm telling it like it is, Professor. Like, he, he ain't lying. <laughs> but... True. He also <laughs> is not, it is biased. He's biased, but also telling it like it is. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Harry sees the snitch, um, but he couldn't catch it yet because they weren't up by enough points. Um, so in order to, you know, get Malfoy off the scent, he goes flying in the other direction, um, which works. But then the beaters come after him um, because they also think he saw the snitch. Um, so... Both after hitting bludgers at him, both beaters are coming at him. Malfoy and then Harry turns him at the last second. Yeah, yeah, and Malfoy's also chasing him. Um, At the last second, um, Harry turns the firebolt upward, and Bull and Derek collide with a sickening crunch. Um, Ha ha! Yelled Lee Jordan. Too bad, boys. You'll need to get up earlier than that to beat a firebolt. And it's Gryffindor in possession again as Johnson takes the quaffle. Flint alongside her. Poke him in the eye, Angelina. It was a joke, Professor. It was a joke. Oh no, Flint in possession. Flint flying toward the Gryffindor goalpost. Come on now, Wood. Save. Um, Flint scored and Lee swore so badly that Professor McGonagall tried to tug the magical megaphone away from him. (laughs) Sorry, Professor. Sorry. Won't happen again. So Gryffindor in lead. 30 points to 10 and Gryffindor in possession. Um... So, yeah, so the game is just, like, it's just it's dirty. Really dirty. It's just, like... Um, and it's, like, back yeah, and forth. Yeah, it's a problem. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the Slytherin are, like, they're provoking it, so, like, they'll do something and then Gryffindor retaliates. Um, but it's still pretty... It's, yeah. So, it's pretty, pretty, pretty bad. <clears throat> so the snitch... Wait, where are we at? Sorry. Uh, the snitch... 
Oh, okay. Um, so, so what's so first? So you're talking about so Bull hit Alicia with his yeah. club and tried to say he thought it was a bludger. George elbowed Bull in the face in retaliation, um, and then the, Madam Hooch awarded them both two um, penalties, team penalties, making yeah, and Wood pulled off another save, making it forty to ten. Um, Katie scored fifty to ten. Fred and George were swooping around her, clubs raised in case any of the Slytherins were thinking of revenge. Bull and Derek took advantage of Fred's and George's absence to aim both bludgers at Wood. They caught him in the stomach one after the other, and he rolled over in the air, clutching his broom, completely winded. Madam Hooch was beside herself. You do not attack the keeper unless the quaffle is within the scoring er area. Um, Gryffindor penalty. Um, so then Angelina scores, and it's 60-10. Um, Alicia scores later, and it's 70-10. So uh, Harry now is like, you know, he sees a snitch, so he's like, I can right. catch it. Um, so he goes after it, um, but Malfoy grabs the back of the firebolt's tail to slow him down. Which is just um, like... Just... Just come on. That's such a Malfoy move. It's like, so of desperate. All the people. It's so, like, and obvious. Like, but just, like... Like, yeah. gosh darn chill. But also... Um, For real. Like, you could do some serious damage to homeboy's fireball. Like, pulling out twigs and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-mm. Exactly. Um, Messing up his flight patterns Harry was stuff. angry enough to hit um, Malfoy, but couldn't reach. Uh, penalty, penalty to Gra- Gryffindor. I've never seen such tactics... Madam Hooch screeched, shooting up to her Malfoy with sliding um, back onto his Nimbus 2001. You cheating scum, Lee Jordan was howling into the megaphone, dancing out of Professor McGonagall's reach. You filthy, cheating, but Professor McGonagall didn't even bother to tell him off. She was actually shaking her finger in Malfoy's direction. Her hat had fallen off. She she too was shouting furiously. So picture in your mind, Lee losing it but dancing around because he thinks that mm-hmm. McGonagall's coming after him to, and like McGonagall isn't even paying attention to him because she's screaming at Malfoy too this is hilarious right she's so angry she can't even <laughs> she's probably saying the same thing she's yep. shaking her fist um, <laughs> um Alicia took Gryffindor's penalty but she was so angry she missed by several feet um the Gryffindor team was losing concentration and the Slytherins were being spurred onto greater heights um, and this is kind of in- so they score. Um, sorry to cut you off, but it's kind of interesting like, uh-huh. how. No, go ahead. Um, the Gryffindor team is getting like they're like getting riled up by like all these tactics and all of the cheating. It's like really starting to affect their concentration. Um, mm-hmm. But the Slytherins are still losing, so it's like right. it's, it's kind of working, but. They should, like, be trying to focus on, like, closing the gap. Right? They should be. That's not what they're doing. But, you know, they're going to do that by, they're going to do that by being, like, dirty (laughs) players. Um, So they score again at 70 to 20. Um, Harry was now marking Malfoy so closely their knees kept hitting each other. He wasn't going to let Malfoy anywhere near the snitch. Um, Angelina gets the quaffle for Gryffindor. Come on, Angelina. Come on. Harry looked around. Every single Slytherin player apart from Malfoy was streaking up the pitch toward Angelina, including the Slytherin keeper. They were all going to block her. Harry wheeled the firebolt around, bent so low he was lying flat along the handle and 
kicked it forward like a bullet he shot toward the Slytherins. Ah! <laughs> they scattered as a fireball. No chill. They they scattered as a fireball zoomed toward them. Angelina's way was clear. She scores. She scores. Gryffindor leads by 80 points to 20. Harry um, skidded to a halt and reversed and zoomed back to the middle of the field. And then he saw something to make his heart stand still. Malfoy was diving, a look of triumph on his face. Um, he had seen the snitch. Harry urged his firebolt downward, but Malfoy was miles ahead. Go, 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 he urged his broom. He was gaining on Malfoy. He flattened himself to the broom handle as Bull sent a bludger at him. He was at Malfoy's ankle. He was level. He threw himself forward, taking both hands off his broom. He knocked Malfoy's arm out of the way. And yes, he pulled out of his dive um, and the stadium exploded. Harry soared above the crowd and odd ringing in his ears. The tiny golden ball was held tight in his fist, beating its wings hopelessly against his fingers. Then Wood was speeding toward him, half blinded by tears. He seized Harry around the neck and sobbed unrestrainedly, unrestrainedly into his shoulder Um and then Fred, George, and Angelina, Alicia, and Katie all run into him too. And it's a big group hug. We've won the cup. We've won the cup. Um, wave upon wave of crimson supporters were, was pouring out over the barriers onto the field. Hands were raining down on their backs. Um, he had a confused impression of noise and bodies pressing in on him. Um, then he and the rest of the team were hoisted onto the shoulders of the crowd. He saw Hagrid plastered with... <laughs> plastered with crimson rosettes god he's just so much so much bias Hagrid you're a teacher um you beat him Harry you beat him wait till I tell Buckbeak there was Percy jumping up and down like a maniac off dignity forgotten I'm sure he and Oliver Wood will have a lot oh to talk about god, later <laughs> once the rest of those four seventh years um McGonagall was sobbing harder than Wood wiping her eyes with an enormous Gryffindor flag and there, fighting their way toward Harry, were Ron and Hermione. Words failed them. They simply beamed as Harry was borne toward the stands where Dumbledore stood, waiting with the enormous Quidditch cup. If only there had been a Dementor around. As a sobbing wood passed Harry the cup and lifted it into the air, Harry felt he could have produced the, world, the world's best Patronus. Harry, we need to talk about your hyperbolic, I don't know what. You're wishing for Dementors. You're hoping, you're like, <laughs> hoping that the Grimm could just hold off until after the Quidditch final. When what you should be like, oh, I'm so glad there's no Dementors around. And I hope the Grimm doesn't well, exist. Well, he's hoping because he's like, I would have been able to, I mean, I get it. I think it's more like, it's not like actually I know, it's like colorful it's language. Like, if they did come. What, like, explaining his feeling. But, like, really, that's how yeah. you explain being that happy? You wish there was a Dementor around. Okay. I liked the way it ended. Okay. Um, who... I also love that everyone's crying, especially McGonagall. Wood and McGonagall. Um, I'm just so... <laughs> McGonagall's been waiting I'm for so, so long. I'm so sad for those poor seventh years in that dorm room. Like... Yo, because they're gonna be trying to go to Wood sleep. Wood is partying. They're like, we already partied. We're over Turned it. Up. It's bedtime. Turned and Wood is like, but, 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 but. And they're like, we got, we, now we still got to study for our news though, Oliver. Wood is sleeping like, we with wake that up cup tomorrow. in his bed, like cupping it. Yep. I don't know if the cup mm-hmm. is Big Spoon or if Wood is Big Spoon, but. <laughs> He's yeah. like, look at it. Look at it. Don't touch it. Look at it. But look, don't touch it. Oh, mm-hmm. they just want to go to bed. <laughs> 
I feel so bad for them. Man. It's hard out here for a Gryffindor seventh year. Seriously. So who They're gonna have to hear about this for the rest <laughs> of the year. It's gonna be worse. They're gonna feel they're gonna be worse than the Slytherins. Like like Slytherins have to hear about it, but the seventh year boys will have to like Gryffindor boys will have to like go to sleep to boy just having no chill. Just like randomly like being just like the snitch. Fifty points. <laughs> Like we were over fifty points. <laughs> Only after we were over fifty points. Oh, yeah, Oliver. Just um, chill. I also um, think it's really okay. Interesting. MVP. Sorry, I one last thing. Oh, I think it's mind. interesting. Like we talk about like Malfoy and stuff, but like how much crap he talks. And in that instance, like Harry just flat out outplayed him. Like there is no cheating. Ooh. He didn't grab his broom. Like, he just outplayed him. And so, um... He didn't even think no, to grab his he broom. he was just like, let me... He was like, nah, I just gotta get yeah. there before him. So, my MVP is Lee Jordan. Uh, I just really appreciated that amazing use of language. Commentary. And storytelling. And, um... Mm-hmm. Just the way he really just, like, nailed that game with his... The way he called that game was amazing. Really gives us a yeah. glimpse of who he becomes later on with his uh, as a media personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I made Hermione my MVP for you know I already told you yeah. when I did, but she, I mean, like in like while she yes was like having a you know a breakdown. She was there were just some play. moments, you know, the the slapping Malfoy was a big one. The um, the walking out on Trelawney that was like right there is enough to great. get you to win the book. In addition right? like to the smacking of Malfoy, seriously, and out on Trelawney, seriously, like she, like for real, just boom in, boom. in one chapter. I forgot it all happened in one, one chapter, chapter. She really like, like she was like, you know what? What you're not she gonna was do? Too through with the bullshit. Um, all just done. The, I, I done. If she had been on the Gryffindor Quidditch team. <laughs> she would have yeah yeah i um Um, i didn't i agree like oh i mean i understand why you did it i didn't do it because i feel like there's just some like self-care there that i couldn't let her win the book because she was obviously like i mean the the chapter i couldn't i couldn't give her the oh i was like she's not that high up yeah sorry i i in my brain i'm like you smack mouth while you win the book (laughs) but yeah uh, got it yeah, just because of like the the reasons why she did those things, but I do very much appreciate that she did those things. Um, who did you yeah, think? That's real. The Slytherins, um, specifically the team, but then like just Slytherins in general. Like for this chapter, they're just they're doing too to much. Trip you don't have to play dirty to win a yeah. game. Like, why don't you just practice? You see how much how much time, like, as much as Wood, we make fun of him and he does too much, but, like, how much time he puts into practicing with his team to make sure that they're good enough to become the champions. And the Slytherins are like, ah, oh, it's fine. We'll just trip him. Pull on brooms <laughs> and run into people and hit people upside the head with a goddamn beater's bat and grab people's heads off of the, like, as they're trying to, um, score. Like, how are you going to grab somebody's head, though? Like, their head. Um, not their they, arm, not th- like even their broom, but their head he thought, though. He thought it was a quaffle. <laughs> no, there's no way he could have like broke something. Like you could like, especially They're with flying. like the 
the like acceleration <laughs> and the like they're flying like you could have broke her she neck had to do a, like a somersault basically yeah but, yeah i'm yeah i also bitched the slytherin's uh quidditch team for doing too much um i just think that there's a place for sportsmanship and i don't think <laughs> That place mm-hmm. is in the Slytherin dungeons. I just don't. There's no sportsmanship there. No. I just don't understand. <laughs> it, does it, it does not reside there at there. all. I don't think it's don't ever think been down there before. Where it is. It, the it, dungeons. Where's it would that need at? The map to find it. I think. I don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's never. Sportsmanship does not even know that 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 place exists. Um, exactly. Slytherins. What are those? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think I'm also glad like this chapter ended on like a happy note and we're about to get right back into the, the nitty gritty. Like this was a chapter that like, while it, yeah, I like this chapter, this chapter was very much about like the um, side arcs, side story arcs and like Hermione's is about to like become like more um, like prominent and like, but like Quidditch is now over so we can just take that out. Harry doesn't have to think about, oh, I don't want to be caught by Sirius Black because I want to play Quidditch. We don't have to deal with that anymore. That's great. Um, now Harry's we like... We have to deal with Wood shouting at people down Now the Harry's halls. like, oh, I can be caught by Sirius Black. I won the Quidditch Cup. It's fine. I can have the right. Grim. I can die now. I can see the Grim. I can see the Grim. That's cool. Near Fatal Accident. That's fine. fine. <laughs> I already won. It's fine. We're good. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah. So I think that that's cool. We're wrapping it up a little bit. It's weird because we are actually... Um, you know, the books get longer, but we're at the point in the last two books where we would be wrapping up the book. Um, and now we still have like maybe six ish more, six, or seven more chapters to go. Um, but also like we're about to be at the climax. Like the next chapter is Professor Trelawney's prediction. So shit's about yeah. to go down. It's also interesting um, to think about like how quickly, um, cause we, there's one chapter towards the end that I think you said is like eight pages. Um, mm-hmm. Who knows how long that <laughs> episode will be, but <laughs> the chapter's eight pages. Um, there's a lot in that chapter, but, you know, I think, like, yeah, it's interesting how quickly once that, after the Quidditch final, how quickly the things, like, escalate, um, mm-hmm. and, we, and we start to wrap up the whole story. I'm excited. Yeah. Though. There's a lot of really good Me too. stuff about it's about to go yeah, down the marauders i'm ready yeah <laughs> okay um yeah thank you for listening next week we'll be discussing chapter 16 of harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban professor trelawney's prediction make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real mvp and who was benched for the chapter um join the conversation on twitter add us how we black and nerds hashtag wizard team um join the facebook group um, and remember to uh, give us yeah. your votes in any way possible. Vote. Um, do not vote, merge vote, the vote. vote. Hashtag Marge the Vote. Um, do not Marge the Vote. We count everyone's votes. The Marge the Vote campaign is that we've been getting consistently votes from Amani, Heron, and Connie. Um, so if they vote for the chapter, their votes count, but that doesn't count to Marge the Vote because um, we need others. Yeah, and, we, and I mean, and I mean, y'all have... Y'all have time, y'all, like, two months until, a little bit under two months until um, we wrap this book up, Um, and, yeah, so all the way up until we press play on the movie, 
you can vote. So I would yep. just, you know, if you're behind. And actually, it's really like right up until we press record them on the uh, movie wrap up. So you can still probably vote during the live tweet. Right, that's true. It's when we press record yeah. on the wrap-up of the book and movie that... Then I, the, the votes are counted. We yeah. already know. Um, also, shout out to our new listeners. You probably aren't listening to this episode yet, but um, we were uh, <laughs> featured on in another round of Support Black Podcast newsletter, and we got a lot of like good vibrations and good vibrations, No. But sure. <laughs> Clear you're still in Trelawney's um that's, divination. Well you're still in Trelawney's what's it called? But good vibrations is also yeah. That's not, not it. Um it's a Beach Boy yeah, song. That's pretty good, but no. Um we got a lot of like good feedback um from that, so and from new listeners. So welcome to the team. Um when you eventually get to episode fifty. You'll be like, oh yeah, that's how I started listening to this. <laughs> that was oh, me. <laughs> Um, you'll also have Miss Marge of the Vote, but you still need to vote. So, catch up. Yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever, just catch up and vote whatever book we're on at the time. Um, and it's always a safe bet, like, even if you're not, like, caught up to the episode, just be like, Snake is We still want to know. That's always a good bet. (laughs) Like. It's true. Snake's bench, Malfoy's bench, I don't know. Lockhart's bench. Umbridge. You can bench Lockhart now, even though he's in St. Mungo's. You can bench he's Lockhart. Still need to be benched. Peter Pettigrew. Peter Pettigrew. Petty Peter Pettigrew can always get the yeah. pesticide. So yeah, always. Yeah, there's a good. I mean, you know, you know Harry, Hermione, options. and Ron is MVP, except for last Snape's grudge. You know, sometimes when they be <laughs> yeah. doing too if, if we much. if we get a vote Especially about Ron and Ron's Harry. MVP for Snape's grudge, we're gonna be like, ah. Uh, Mm. Mm. Were you reading the same uh, chapter we yeah. were reading? So, um, <laughs> yes. Rock the vote. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we will see you next week. Bye.